Gulberg by the Hammer of Thor. It's an episode about one of my favorite shows ever, 30 Rock. So let's talk about the good, the bad, and the good God Lemon. The good is that the show is, for the most part, still really good. It's funny, bizarre, quotable. It has characters that you still love despite their flaws. The bad is that the show hasn't aged well. There are so many jokes about fat shaming, slut shaming. There's weird race things all over. Uh, you can watch this video by T1J for an analysis of Tina Fey's obsession with jokes about race. I'll link to it in the show notes. So whether you're watching this or listening to this, you can check it out. Uh, and there's a lot of anti-sex work jokes. In the pilot, Liz tips a dancer and tells them money is for computer classes. And it is just the first of many jokes about stripping being Bad, like the worst thing ever. 30 Rock premiered in 2006, and it is shocking how much comedy has changed to be more inclusive and less, well, shitty. And certainly the legacy of 30 Rock did move the needle forward on there being more and better parts for all women. It just hurts my old heart to know that something I loved so much is so outdated. And finally, the good god Lemon, the series protagonist played and created by Tina Fey, a stereotype of the career gal who doesn't have it all but wants it all, a third wave feminist who would chuck it all to find the right man, on some days at least. She towed the line that many women walked in the early 2000s, and I still walk, I guess, between work and life balance. How do you both lean in and have it all? And I can't talk about any of this other stuff without talking about Jack Donaghy, an NBC executive and Liz's boss, played by Alec Baldwin. The character of Jack was a hyper-masculine conservative womanizer. The character was the source of most of the jokes at Liz Lemon's expense. And I get why. I'm a writer myself. You don't have a show without conflict. Conflict is the engine that drives any show. How do you get two people who would never be friends with each other in real life to come together? By forcing them to work together and slowly build a friendship. I was a very different person when I watched this show. I saw myself in Liz because I, too, was trying to have it all. Especially the relationship part. And now that I'm a committed spinster, what do I think of the show and Liz Lemon as a single character? Liz is not really a spinster. She's a reluctant spinster sometimes, I suppose. She accepts permanent singlehood sometimes in a fatalistic way in reaction to bad relationships or dry spells in dating. But underneath it all, she does want a relationship and a baby, especially a baby. When I was watching the show, I was in my 20s, and Liz was kind of a cautionary tale for me. I wanted her level of professional success, but I didn't want to end up alone like her. I didn't want to fumble in the dark looking for a relationship. But like Liz, I also dressed like a 12-year-old boy and wore lesbian Mario Brother clothes, and I didn't want to change that. <sighs> lesbian Mario Brothers. If you've listened to the episode of the podcast with TV academic Lucy Rivers, and you really should... You've heard her breakdown of female stereotypes in sitcoms. Liz is a grotesque, which is exactly what it sounds like. She is the object of ridicule because her behavior doesn't line up with the expectations of how a woman should look and act. And I'll admit, Liz is kind of gross. She wears Dwayne Reed bags as underwear. I'm wearing a Dwayne Reed bag as underwear today. If you're running low on laundry, a bathing suit makes perfectly acceptable underwear. She loves night cheese and farting into her slanket. Working on my night cheese. Lemon, isn't there a slanket somewhere you should be feeling with your farts? Shoo. And she does not wear sexy lingerie to bed. <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> mm, it's got pockets. Are you into that? Ooh, what's this? 
I use Kleenex. Mm. I feel like I'm in a rap video. And this is a way of explaining her singleness. She doesn't conform to those like sexy gender norms and that's why she's single guys. The joke is that no one would want her because she's not a supermodel. She's a real person. Gross. She's also gross because she's a woman in charge. The mostly male writers of her show, TGS, which stands for The Girly Show, mock her mercilessly and treat her like a mean stepmother. They try to undermine her authority at every turn and make fun of her, well, everything about her. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, oh my god! god. What are you wearing? You're making me gay. It's a joke, obviously. I'm wearing this as a joke. Bunch of comedy writers don't know a joke, jeez. I just threw up in my mouth. I said it's a joke! Liz is also slightly sexless, and I think this was a character choice that was kind of a backlash to the Jenny McCarthy, Maxim era of scantily clad, big-breasted, in-your-face sex forwardness that dominated the culture. Cool girls loved no-strings-attached sex and sucking dick. Liz was not a cool girl. Liz was also another sitcom stereotype as defined by Lucy, a killjoy, or the fun police. But is Liz Lemon's almost non-existent sex drive a commentary on singleness? One of the existing spinster stereotypes is that of a very sexless woman. Not only is she not sexy looking or acting, she's not even interested in sex. The spinster isn't even a woman because if she's not getting fucked by a man, what good is she? Liz often mentions wanting to have it all, and Liz doesn't have it all because she doesn't have a man. But Liz is fucking successful, and it, that is hardly touched upon because everyone is so busy pointing out what a mess she is. But Liz has her own show that she runs. She's a whole staff of people that report to her, and no one will let her have that without trying to invalidate her authority or reminding her that she doesn't have a relationship with a man or that she is too old. Any woman in charge who has a distinct vision and high standards that she holds others to will be labeled a bitch. And Liz Lemon is not given respect by the crew who works for her because they want to take her down a notch and remind her that while she might be in charge, they're men. Their opinion counts for more than that little bit of power that she wields. 30 Rock also makes a lot of jokes about how valuable women are in relation to their ages. Obviously, younger is better and older is valueless. I mean, most of these jokes come from Jack Donaghy. He's the character that points out the discrepancies in how men and women are treated because of their ages. Jack accurately points out time and time again that in our society, a man's value only increases with age, like George Clooney, while a woman's value decreases every year she, after she turns like 18 or whatever. Gross. If you haven't seen my video about the wall, check that out for some more of my outrage. In the pilot, Jack and Jenna have this exchange about age. What's too old? That's a very good question. How old are you? I'm 29. What year were you born? 1977. When did you graduate high school? 94. When did you turn 40? 2017. Junior high crush? Kurt Cameron. Prom theme? Motown Philly, boys to men. What movie did you lose your virginity at? Arachnophobia. Theater or drive-in? What's a drive-in? Of course. And it doesn't get better from there. Jack is constantly dating women who are much younger than he is and telling Liz that she shouldn't do things because she's too old. And she's too old to be cute and can't get away with smarming him or sassing him. And by the way, the character Liz Lemon is 36 in the first season and 42 by the last season, while Jack is in his 50s. 
Jack is not supposed to be some kind of feminist hero, and these jokes are meant to point out the absurdity of this sexist viewpoint that women are only as valuable as they are young. But they're still jokes, and you're still laughing at a woman being valued because of her age. In this world which mirrors our own, 30 is some kind of cutoff for a woman's desirability or, you know, like, right to exist. Women's bodies are also scrutinized a lot in 30 Rock. One of Liz's defining characteristics is that she likes to eat. Everything. Junk food, steaks, lobsters. And Liz is constantly called out for being fat, despite the fact that she's just not. What's good about this joke is that it does point out the absurd standards that women are held to and the absurd value we place on thinness at the expense of everything. But when these jokes at her expense are repeated over and over and over again, they start to be less jokey. Liz is also described as plain. The show itself has a history of looksism. Rachel Dratch was originally cast as Jenna, the star of The Girly Show, but was replaced by Jane Krakowski because they wanted a sitcom actress and not a character actress, which is code for someone who is more traditionally pretty. Now, I think Jane Krakowski is an insanely talented comedic actor, and I couldn't imagine anyone else in the role, but knowing this little bit of looks trivia does kind of gnaw at me and how much I liked this show. And of course, part of my analysis is about how Liz is handled as a single woman getting out there and dating. When you're showing a woman dating after the age of 30 on TV, there is a level of implied desperation for that character. It vacillates between she should take any man she can get a hold of and she only can land a loser because she's so old and undesirable. 30 Rock handles it by showing Liz learning from her relationships along the way and learning more about what she really wants in a partner. The first boyfriend we meet is Dennis Duffy. He is a simple jackass who calls her dummy. He's an obnoxious jerk and he doesn't listen to her. He also may or may not be a pedophile. Hi, Dennis Duffy, Beeper King. Dennis is nice to me, okay? He fixed my toilet. He broke it first, but he fixed it. And he loves hockey, and I'm figuring it out. And it's easy. I get a lot of work done. I don't have time for a personal life, okay? I can't just go to Central Park and join the Singles Touch Football League like I'd want to anyway. People in those posters always laughing in their sweaters. God, who are they fooling? Oh, okay. You're not going to say anything to me because I rejected you as a mentor? Who cares? I have a lot of friends I can talk to about my life. The bottom line is, Dennis is my boyfriend because he inquired. He was the only applicant, and I am not doing great. She's just settling because their relationship doesn't require much work. The next boyfriend is Floyd, and their relationship seems, you know, it's fine, I guess. How long do you see yourself living in New York? Well, like forever. At least I did. Really? You want to end up like that? I'm gonna be like her. Oh, there is nothing like New York in the spring. It's oh! At least he's nice to her and listens to her, unlike Dennis Duffy. Liz contemplates giving up her life and career and moving to Cleveland, Ohio to be with him. She doesn't, but she does have some regrets about what could have been. I can't really judge her if she would have gone or for wanting to go, because I once went to Cleveland on a second date, so... But I think that this is a pretty common thing in hetero relationships, that the woman is expected to give up her life or minimize her life to accommodate a man. The relationship that stands out the most to me is with a character called Wesley Snipes, played by Michael Sheehan. I think we're getting off on the wrong foot here. It's turned into a bit of a situation. You use that word too much. So, so many siblings. siblings. 
and he is her settling soulmate. She meets him while recovering from some dental work and saves his number in her phone as future husband. And then when they actually meet, they kind of hate each other, but they continue to see each other because they've both kind of given up on happiness. Oh my God, I want to smash your face. So why are you in my phone as future husband and why am I in yours as future wife? Because the universe wanted me to run into you again. And I finally think I know why. Commencing eye roll sequence. The universe wants us to settle for one another. Well, there has to be a reason this keeps happening to us, Liz. I think fate is telling us this is the best we're ever going to get. We're each other's settling soulmates. I know it's not ideal, but we'd both benefit. And I could open jars and kill bugs for you, and you could make me look less gay at work functions. Look, I happen to believe in romantic- Don't even say romantic love. How many couples do you know that are actually in love that don't completely annoy one another? And this is why I do the spinster life, to prevent people from settling down with their settling soulmate. Why settle for a mediocre relationship when you could just be single? But Liz has been told that she needs a man to make her life complete, so she doesn't immediately walk away from the situation, even though she hates it. And I get why, hilarity ensues. There's so much more conflict in that relationship. It's fun to watch, but it's not a good example of what a single woman really should do. Fun fact, I, myself, almost settled. It was right before I decided to spinster it up. I was dating this guy who I was only slightly annoyed by, and I was like, this is probably as good as it's gonna get relationship-wise. I almost settled, so I know of what I speak. In the end, she, spoiler alert, the show's been off the air for like 10 years, marries a character called Criss Cross, someone who actually makes her happy. They disagree, but Liz does not seem to be actually sacrificing in any way. Also, it's not the kind of show where two people have an adorable marriage. It's not Parks and Rec. While Liz Lemon is not a spinster icon, she is still an icon. She is a representation of a flawed, imperfect woman who looks like me and acted like me. It was kind of nice to see myself on the screen, to show that I didn't have to be sexy in the traditional sense of the word. She was goofy, curmudgeonly, slovenly, kind of like me. So I do thank her for that. But I think we've come a long way in terms of our depiction of single women. There is room now for a female character who loves being single. I would love to see more of these types of characters on TV, if only so I have material for these podcast episodes. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you want more Spinster Life, you can go to the website, spinsterlife.com. Follow me on Instagram, at livingthespinsterlife. Or just shoot me an email, spinsterlifepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know, how did Liz Lemon affect your life as a spinster? We'll see you next time.